Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Praise the Lord. I would like for everyone to open their Bible with me now to the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 14. Numbers is found in the very beginning of the Bible. First four books. Numbers chapter 14. uh, 14, And then if you could look up here. It's been an interesting week. And I believe that, um, that today's message is really a leading from God. If you were here on Tuesday, you would know that we talked about faith on Tuesday. And faith is uh, uh, such an important theme because without faith, it's impossible to what? To please God. And we want to please God and we need to live by faith. The Christian life is living by faith and it just feels in my spirit like the Lord is talking to us about living by faith. Faith pleases God and faith is what moves us forward in God. Faith is what moves the kingdom of God forward through his people. We need to walk and live by faith and even on on Thursday, one of the brothers shared in our staff meeting and he talked about faith. And uh, I believe it was Thursday or Friday, the Lord dropped a message into my heart. It's uh, a short message, but I think a very, very important message. And um, what we're going to be doing today is looking at a moment in time where Israel had an opportunity and plenty of reasons to live by faith. And uh, many of them failed to do so except for a few. And those few stood out and actually were enabled by God to step into the fullness of the blessing and the power and the provision of God. Numbers chapter 14 is kind of a a culminating moment. And I could, if I could just give you the quick background of it, you know that from the book of Exodus, God raises up Moses. Moses goes to Pharaoh and says, the Lord says, let my people go. And then uh, Pharaoh resists him. He resists him. And after the plagues and after God demonstrating his glory and his power, finally Pharaoh lets them go. And so they were delivered from Egypt. But how many know that God delivered them from Egypt, not just so that they could get out of Egypt, but also so that they could go into the promised land. Very important thing for us to understand. He, there's a verse in the Bible that says, he brought them out to bring them in. Okay, we could receive that today, brothers and sisters. The Lord brought you out of bondage. The Lord brought you out of living in darkness. The Lord brought you out of serving this world because he wants to bring you in to his kingdom and into his blessing. How many would say amen? It's not just that we get out, but there are places that God wants us to to bring us into. 
And that's a major part of faith. It's not just getting out, but it's also by faith stepping in and walking in to God's will and blessing and purpose for our lives. And so they had been delivered by God. And now what happens is, is in, in, uh, in Numbers chapter 13, uh, the Lord tells Moses, send some spies in, pick some leaders and send some spies into the land and tell them to check out the land. And so they did. They went. They checked out the land. And they noticed that the, the land, they said, was flowing with milk and honey. They brought back a cluster, a cluster of grapes. And the grapes were gigantic. You know, the fruit was huge. And they were like, no, this is, God has promised us this. And it's awesome. However, there are giants in the land. Okay, and so what happened was, is that when they brought back the report, 12 spies went, 10 of the spies focused on the giants, 2 of the spies focused on the fruit and the blessing. Okay, and by the way, that happens every day. This is an Old Testament picture of what happens Every day in the kingdom of God and for the people of God. And so uh, um, at a certain point, there was a, an overwhelming clamor of negativity and unbelief that rose up. And that's what we're going to jump into right now. This is a long story and a long passage. So I'm going to read Numbers 14, 1 through 11 and then 20 through 24. Um, I want to encourage you to go home. By the way, by the way, whenever I preach a message, can I encourage you to go home and read it again? Get the word of God inside of you, amen. Read the whole story tonight. It's the Lord's day. It's the Lord's day, not the Lord's hour and a half. How many think it's good for us to make the Lord's day the Lord's day? Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, so let's go ahead and start reading Numbers chapter 14. It says, that night all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly said to them, listen to this. Oh, if we had only died in Egypt or in this wilderness, why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children will be taken as, as plunder. Then look at what it says. It says, wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? Now this is a disposition of unbelief. This is, this is a perspective of unbelief. You can go to church. You can be involved in spiritual things. But you can still have a very negative, unbelieving perspective. You can even be with the people of God like they were. One of the things that this shows us is that even after the Lord delivered them, they were still more comfortable with their captivity and their slavery. And so as we go to look at this message, as we go to receive the word of the Lord, one of the things that I want to say to you, okay, so that we could receive the word of the Lord well is beware of getting comfortable in captivity. 
Beware of instead of having a faith disposition, you have a negative, grumbly, uh, uh, unbelieving disposition. And it sounds right and it sounds good, but the problem is it's just not faith. So this is what's happening here. Could you imagine after 400 years of slavery that they would say, oh, we, we, we wish we were back in Egypt after he just broke Pharaoh's back? But see, that's what happens when we're not living by everyone faith. Let's keep going. And they said to each other, listen to this, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. What a diss to Moses. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in the front of the in front of the whole Israelite assembly and gathered there. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the, explored the land, they tore their clothes and said to the entire assembly, The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. Now faith is talking. He's saying, we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. Leave that right there. Talk about faith. He's looking at these giants and he's saying, listen, there's giants there, but their protection is gone. Hallelujah. The Lord has taken away their protection. We're going to bring them down. We're going to devour them by the power of God because God is with us. How many know when God is with us, he strips down the enemy. He removes his protection and he builds us up and he makes us ready to be more than conquerors. This is what they believed. He said, don't be afraid of them. Hallelujah. It says, but the whole assembly talked about stoning them. Then the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the Israelites. The Lord said to Moses, how long will these people treat me with contempt? How long will they refuse to believe in me in spite of all the signs I have performed among them? The Lord replied, oh, okay, let me, let me pause right here. So we're skipping verse. I thought there was one more. So we're skipping verses here, and here's what happened. Look at me for a moment before we read this. So here's what happens. God says, you know what, I'm going to let these people go. Because unbelief grieved, was so grievous to him. He said, I'm going to let them go. But then Moses interceded and said, Lord, if you let them go, if you let them fall by the wayside, then the people are going to say that you couldn't do it, God. And Moses begins to intercede. Here Moses is a type of Christ. I just talked about he lives to intercede. Now Moses is praying for the people of Israel while they were weak. And so, so the Bible says, go ahead and put it back. So the Bible says, the Lord replied, I have forgiven them as you asked. Nevertheless, as surely as I live, as surely as the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth, not one of those who saw my glory and the signs I performed in Egypt and in the wilderness but uh, and in the wilderness, but who disobeyed me and tested me ten times, not one of them will ever see the land I promised on oath to their ancestors. No one who has treated me with contempt will ever see it. Now, here's what this is basically saying. Everyone look at me for a moment. Here's what this is basically saying. What it's basically saying is, 
is if you want to be blessed by God, you have to live by faith. The blessing comes when we live by everyone, not by unbelief. God does not bless unbelief. God blesses faith. That's what this is teaching. He blesses faith. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind, a little more. And then he says this. But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit, everyone say a different spirit, and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to, and his descendants will inherit it. Now, now we won't take the time to make to give the, the broad explanation. It was Joshua and Caleb. Joshua was already the upcoming leader, which God would declare. So he focused on Caleb, and he says, because my servant Caleb has a different spirit, and follows me wholeheartedly. I will bring him into the land he went to. And his descendants will inherit it. The title of my message today is a different spirit. I want to talk about having a different spirit today. Because it's possible to be with the people of God. Around the people of God. Even part of what's happening in the kingdom of God. And yet what really brings the blessing of God is that we have to have a different spirit. And I want to pray and highlight what the simple basic things are that, that define a different spirit in the people of God. But today, could we pray? Could we pray? It is God's will that every single person here would live by faith. So let's put our hands on our heart right now. I want to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day and this time that we could be together and in your presence. And Father, we put our hands on our heart and we ask that you would put your hand on our hearts. And we ask that you would give us a different spirit, oh God. God, I pray that if anyone is here is battling with unbelief, Lord, may that be broken in the name of Jesus, oh God. May people be loosed from grumbling, oh God. May they recognize that grumbling is part of the spirit of unbelief, oh God. May people be delivered from fear today, oh God. Fill our hearts, oh God, with faith. Give us a different spirit. So bless this word, Lord, our time together in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen and amen. It takes a different spirit to enter in and possess the God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. We know now that different spirit was a spirit of faith. And I want to give you very quickly here a brief definition of a different spirit and then we'll go through it. Here's the way uh, uh, I believe we could define a different spirit. A different spirit is a faith perspective that receives, expects, and attacks the will of God. Okay? A different spirit is a faith perspective that receives, expects, and attacks the will of God. And so let's, let's break that down. First of all, it receives. But what does it receive? It receives the promise of God deeply. Okay? A different spirit receives the promise of God deeply. 
It says, Joshua, son of Nun, Caleb, son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land. They tore their clothes and they said to the entire Israelite uh, uh, assembly, the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. And they go on to say, and God will give it to us. Now they saw things with their eyes. Listen, if the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Now had God given it to them yet? No. But in their spirit, when God said, I'm going to give it to you, they received it deep down inside so that what they saw didn't matter because they received the promise of God deeply into their hearts. You see... Caleb didn't just receive in his head, okay? Here's what happens. When you receive the promise of God in your head, it's very easy to reason it away. It's very easy to get logical, quote, according to the world. It's very easy to get logical and you start to reject what God told you he was going to do. Josh, Caleb didn't receive the promise just in his head. He received the promise deeply in his spirit. You see, he didn't receive it in an emotional way because how many have found that our emotions can betray us? One moment we feel great, the next moment we don't feel great. Some people live on the basis of their emotions. If it's a good day, then if their emotions are good, then they feel good. If their emotions are not good, that's a terrible way to live. How many know we're supposed to live by the promise of God? Because when you lift, when you receive the promise of God deeply, it stabilizes and clarifies all things. And so, so this is a big deal because he, he got the promise of God deep in his heart. So did Joshua. And when the promise is deep, then listen, when the promise is deep, then all things become possible. When the promise is deep, then the promise becomes the mission of your life. When you receive the promise of God deep inside of your heart, things start to change. That's why the Bible says deep calls unto deep. That's why the Bible says he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. The Spirit is not talking to your head only or your emotions. The Spirit is talking to someplace deep inside of you that you receive the promise of God. You recognize that the kingdom of God is literally marked by some people who receive the promise of God deep and live by faith. And others who receive the promise of God in their head in a shallow way and then just watch. Now... I have to tell you, as I was thinking about this particular point, um, uh, again, it really puts me in pastoral mode when I was thinking about this point because I wonder how you receive. Look at, look at this definition of faith from different people. Look at this definition. Uh, okay. An, Amer an agnostic American newspaper editor said this, faith is an illogical belief in the occurrence of the impossible. An agnostic person will say faith is ridiculous, it's illogical. Here's what Mark Twain said. Mark Twain said, believing what you know ain't so. Okay, here's what D.L. Moody said. Here's what an unschooled guy 
okay, with a third or fourth grade education that God used to impact this world and impact the city of Chicago. Do you know that, that D.L. Moody who just gave his heart to the Lord, I think he had a sixth grade education, was it? He had a sixth grade education. He went on to preach all over the world. Thousands of hung, thousands of people have gotten saved. Thousands of people have been raised up to become ministers. Pastor Matt and Mandy and Pastor Dave and Susie, many. Did he know that a, a hundred years later, Shelley, people would be graduating from Moody Bible Institute or Moody Bible College? And you know why? Because this simple guy had faith and from the very beginning he had faith. He put it into practice. God said this, he went after it. You see, he went after it. So here's the question that I have for you today. And I was thinking about this because this could go right over your head. Here's my question for you today, okay. How are you receiving? Are you receiving the promise of God deeply? Because here's how you know. When you're serving God and you're having devotions on a By the way, you got to have devotions on a regular basis. What devotions mean is that you're reading the Bible every day. That's a good time to say amen. Okay. Read your Bible every day. So you're reading your Bible every day. And as you're reading your Bible, something is happening with your time with God that you're getting a hold of something deep. You see, it's deep. It's not just more information. I preached once at a, I was at this, um, at a family camp I had got invited to. This was a number of years ago. And I remember I was talking about David. And at the end of the, at the, end of the meeting, uh, I had people who were in a, in a jam stand. And some people stood up and they began to pray and tears were. And I, you know, they weren't kind of like used to being very outward at this camp of people laying hands on each other and praying. Uh, um, but I, I just pushed them. I remember that day specifically because my wife had bought me a new pair of khakis. And when I went out to speak, you know, a lot of like big time, like prestigious ministers, I still had the thing that said my size, you know, that sticker. <laughs> That's how I remember that day. So this is like really right in there. So here's the thing. So we had, we, so anyway, at the end of the, the time, God moved. Some people were weeping. Some people, we, clusters of people praying. It was a powerful time. And a guy came up to me at the end of the thing. And he says, hey, hey, that was good. That was a good message. He says, you know, I'm more into like what's in the Hebrew and the Greek, but that was good. I was like, oh, snap. Did that really reach the spirit, didn't it? Okay. I remember praying, God, please, please let our people not be like that. Let Chicago Tabernacle be filled with people that when they read the Bible, when they hear the word of God, that they receive it like Caleb did. How many know the word of God is supposed to make your spirit different? 
It's supposed to change your spirit. You get the word of God and it, it, it explodes inside of your heart. And all of a sudden, it's a different day because you've heard from the Lord. You've gotten a promise from God. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. You see, I want to pray that God would help us. And you know what? Let's do it right now. We'll do, well, I got some more to talk, but I want to pray right now. You got to realize how important it is to receive the word of God, the promise of God deeply. Do you realize that what the difference between Caleb and Joshua making it into the promised land and the others were that they received deeply and the others different, which means that today the key factor in your life and in my life is that you could get the word of the Lord in a deep place in your spirit. Put your hand on your heart. Let's open our mouth. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, we pray in the name of Jesus. Help us to receive deeply, oh God. Let the promise of God, Lord, let the word of God explode into our hearts, oh God. Let the word of God make our spirit different, oh God. We want to be different and we can't make ourselves different. But God, would you speak the promise? Would you declare it? And Lord, would you change us, oh God? Change us by your mighty power, God. Lord, we want to be different. We want our spirit to be different. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen, hallelujah. A different spirit is able to look at a one-pound baby and say, that baby is going to do great things for God. That's a different spirit, you see. So watch. Listen, there was grumbling, there was complaining. Where's your spirit at today? Before we move on, this is very important, okay? There was grumbling, there was complaining, there was weeping and wailing, there was negativity. And then somebody says, man, if God said that, God promised that. I mean, when God says, I'm going to do something, okay? He created this very universe by speaking. God is the God who calls those things that are not as though they were. He's able. Lord, give us a promise. I was actually sharing this and then I'll move on. But I was actually talking with this with uh, our team earlier today. And for me, I don't know about you, but for me, Life can be really crazy, but man, in the morning when I get a promise from God, it's like, it's all good. You know, the great, the famous um, missionary David Livingston, he, uh, he, had a, he was famous for his prayer life. And somebody came to visit Dr. Livingston once. And he had a, a servant or assistant standing by the door. And the guy said, hey, I, I want to call on Dr. Livingston and talk to him. And he said, you know, I'm sorry, but you can't go in there now. And he goes, um, he's usually out by now. But I, I think that 
I think that the doctor is having some, some struggles gaining access. And um, so beautiful. So, so beautiful. You know what that means? Look, what it means is I really want to jump off the platform, but I'm not because be jacked up in my knees. Right? So there's also wisdom, okay? If I, so here's what it means. It means that you have to learn, brothers and sisters, you have to learn that when you're seeking God, sometimes what God does is he stays silent. Okay? What he does is he gets silent because what he wants you to do is to stretch to him. It's like the roots of a tree. We're actually studying trees for a teaching we want to do. You know what roots do? They go down and they get the water. But what happens when the water is no longer there at that level? You know what the roots do? They go down. You see? And, and this is part of why we invite you to the prayer meeting. Uh, and look, teaching is great. Teaching is great. But I'm telling you right now as your pastor, there's teaching like this moment, but nothing replaces these incredible dynamic interactions between you and God. Where in your spirit, you alone with God, you stretch. You stretch and you reach out to God and you're like, God, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. I need to hear from you, God. Oh, man. And you wait and you wait and you change your schedule. And you say, you know what? I'm not going to eat lunch today. I'm going to find some place to pray because I need to hear from God. Powerful things happen in people that get the word of the Lord deep into their spirit. Then all of a sudden, they do things. They do amazing exploits for God. You're like, wow, why did you do that? You know, and here's why. It's because the promise got deep. That's why David said, deep calls unto what? Deep doesn't call unto shallow. How many know deep calls unto deep? You know, you want to get something deep from God, call from a deep place. God will bring something deep. And so he had a different spirit because the promise of God reached his spirit. Got in there deep. Now here's the second thing. Here's the second thing that, that a different spirit does. A different spirit continually expects a breakthrough. Look at what the Bible says is here. It says, but my servant Caleb, because he has everyone... A different spirit, and watch this, and has followed me fully. I will bring I will bring into the land uh, into the land into which he went, and his descendants shall possess it. Now, here's what I want you to notice about a different spirit. Okay, a different spirit not only receives in a very deep place, but it also expects a breakthrough. So, from the very beginning, when you look at the New Testament. Jesus would walk up to some people. Jesus said, you, 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 follow me. You know what they did? They threw their nets. Okay, why would they throw their nets and follow him? You know why? It's because they expected that if they followed Jesus, this man, 
they expected they were going to experience great things and powerful things and amazing things were going to happen. You see, if they just went after him, there, there was a built-in expectation. And so when a different spirit is looking and expecting and going after God on a consistent basis, saying, Lord, how are you going to do this? See, look at what it says in the book of Romans. Okay. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe in him. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. There's a hope and a joy and an expectation as we believe in him. You see, as we believe. So here's what I'm, here's what I'm, what I'm trying to describe. What I'm trying to describe is that one person, when they get the word of God deep, then what starts to happen is they start to now expect. They're looking for the answer. Are you looking for the promise to come true today? Are you praying like it's going to come true today? Because that's what, that's what the, a different spirit is looking and expecting and saying, Lord, I'm so curious. You know, there's a difference between spiritual curiosity and carnal curiosity. Carnal curiosity is negative and base and caught up with all the wrong things. But spiritual curiosity is like, man, how is God going to do this? You know, I remember, you guys know we just bought this, this, um, this, you know, the rest of the property uh, the, from here to the corner behind us. And so we, we're putting plans together and we are... We just submitted something into zoning and all of these different things. And the Lord has done so many different things in so many different ways since we started. You know, I remember I, I looked out and I saw one of our, uh, actually two of our, our deacons are here, two of our board members. And, you know, we got to this building by making a declaration of faith on another building. So we put... We put down $150,000 on the Portage Park Theater, and then we got so much stress, so much trouble. The news wrote negative things about us. You know, Crane's Business Report, Chicago Tribune, Sun-Times, even Channel 2. I remember I wasn't at the church, and Pastor Matt had to talk to them. And the Channel 2 came and like, they're trying to buy our precious theater. And we had put money down hard. And we did it by faith. And, uh, and then the mayor's office called and said, would you guys walk away from this building? We're like, wait a second. We can't walk away from $150,000. This is terrible. We thought we were going to get into a big fight. And then you know what the Lord said. The Lord said, walk away. So here's what happened real quickly. So... We knew that we had heard from God. And I thank God for a board. Can I tell you something? Let me just say this. It's important to have a council of wisdom around you. If you can't convince godly people around you, then you shouldn't be doing it. So I thank God because I tell the board all the time, hey guys, you guys don't feel it? I don't want to do it. You know. And the men of God and they say, no, we should do this. So we went back to the owner, we put down $150,000, and he said, I'm sorry, I'll only give you $75 back. Okay, so we lost $75,000.
That's messed up, right? Well, listen, at the same time, we were expecting God's solution. So we bought a lumberyard. We got into contract on a lumberyard. When we go to, because we knew God is moving us. We got into contract in the lumberyard. We started working on that. And when we're going to start to work on that, uh, the school system, after we were in contract, they came in. They came in and they bid more. And even though we were in contract, they took, they basically sold it to them. Everybody say, oh, snap. See, but listen, you got to keep expecting when you hear from God. In the middle of all of that, the owners of this building call. And they say, hey, stop wrestling. I see it. We hear about you on TV. Even that kind of movie critic tweeted against you guys. Stop with all of that craziness. Our building is way better. I was like, really? So we came over. We walked. We were like, this is ten times better. And then we said, well, here's the deal. We've already lost money over here. and We've got this. You got to give us a super deal. We got a super deal. We, he's like, you don't even have to get a bank. I'll be your bank. And on and on and on. Wait, wait, wait. We're going to clap in a second. So then that lumber yard, okay, that lumber yard, they bought the building out from under us. But we already had a contract. And we said, we're going to sue you. Because we want, we, that's our property. And you know, so they said, well, let's negotiate. Okay, let's negotiate. So they gave us, I think it was $225,000 to walk away from that deal. How many know when God speaks, you just got to keep expecting and waiting? Hallelujah. Giants here, giants there. But when God speaks, you know he's going to come through. You know he's faithful. You know the answer is right around the corner. Hallelujah. Oh, just because you got a flat tire, this didn't go right. That doesn't mean anything because nothing can stop the promise of God. And a different spirit knows that today. Hallelujah. And that's the word of the Lord to you. Nothing can stop the promise of God to your life and to my life for whatever he has promised you. How many know he's going to bring it to pass? We believe that God is going to bring it to pass. Come on, let's praise him because we believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But what if, what if I didn't have board members that were full of faith? What if everything with them was the calculator and this and that? No, no. There are certain things that are more important than numbers. How many know this hearing from God? A different spirit hears from heaven. A different spirit is tapped in to a different leader. It's a different voice. And when God speaks, hallelujah. When God speaks, kingdoms are brought down. Seas are parted. Manna falls from heaven. And enemies are conquered. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I want to pray for a different spirit today. A different spirit. Then here's the, here's the last thing. And then we'll, we'll close. A 
different spirit, as I said, receives the promise differently, continually expects the breakthrough, okay, looking, looking, and I want to ask you, what are you expecting from God today? What do you expect from people today? Okay, what do you, what do you believe in God for? Are you looking today? I want to believe God that we would all walk away saying, God, I know you're going to do something, God. I'm just looking for how you're going to do it. I'm not going to tell you how to do it, but I'm just waiting to see how you're going to do it. I'm so excited because when you do it, God, I'm going to give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise, oh God. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. And then here's the last thing. A different spirit attacks the present challenge. Everyone say attacks. Look at this. Only do not rebel against the Lord. You see, what you have to understand when God is telling you to live by faith and you don't, it's rebellion. When God is saying go and you don't go, it's rebellion. When God is saying stay and you don't stay, it's rebellion. Don't rebel against the word of the Lord. Only do, only do not rebel against the word of the Lord. And do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will devour them. Look at what he says. Their protection is gone. But the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid because we're going to eat them alive. We're going to devour this thing. You know what faith does? Faith goes on the attack and says, I'm going after this thing because God promised that he's going to give it to me. I just watched. I just watched this. Listen. There's a courage. See, look, here, let me put it this way, and then we're, we're about to close. So God gives some people the promise, and he gives them the purpose, but guess what? They still lack the courage. Faith is courage. Courage is faith. You see? In the last couple of weeks, I saw someone. Let me just read this to you, and then we'll, we'll close. Courage will attack repentance. Courage will attack repentance. Some people, God says, it's time for you to get right with me. And you know what? They don't go like this. When they hear it's time to get right, they get right. They go after God. You know why? They believe because even if they have to pay stuff back, even though they got to humble themselves, even though they got to apologize, even though they may have to do A, B, or C, they know that on the other side the blessing of heaven is going to be there. The blessing of heaven will be poured out in their life. Faith attacks repentance. Faith attacks giving. God says give. And people who hear, God says give. They don't calculate. They say no. No, the generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. They give and they give generously because they know you can't outgive God. You see, courage will, will attack uh, 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 even, even resting. I Someone just told me the other day, man, it feels like the enemy is attacking my business. But guess what? I'm just chilling. I'm at rest. Courage makes you rest. You say, God says, stay put right now. And that's what I'm going to do. Courage makes you go after things, but by faith. So here's the thing. What's the promise of God in your life? If you don't have it, if you don't have a promise, 
How many know we need to get one? Okay. If you don't have a promise, don't you agree? God, I need a fresh word from you. I need a fresh word from you, God. I need a fresh promise. I need you to carry me through. One promise from God carried Caleb through and Joshua through for 40 years. Okay. Look at this. Look at this and, and, and we'll close. Look at how Caleb ended. Now then, just as the Lord promised. This is Caleb speaking. He has kept me alive for 45 years since the time he said. You got to have the he said. Since the time he said this to Moses while Israel moved about in the wilderness. So here I am today, 85 years old. And look at what he says. I am still as strong as the day Moses sent me out. I am just as vigorous to go out and to battle now as I was then. How many know when you're living by faith, it keeps you vigorous and strong. You don't go into the retirement. You keep living by faith. God wants us to keep living by faith in this place, not to settle down, but to keep going for the glory of God. What's the promise? What's the challenge? Hallelujah. What's the promise? What's the challenge? You got to get a hold of a promise from God. Hallelujah. God has to speak something into your spirit afresh and anew. Maybe you're here today. Maybe you have a promise. And if you have the promise already, then you need to attack that thing and say, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to stand firm, oh God. I'm not going to give up, God. I'm going to believe today. Part of what we did on Tuesday, one of the things that we were saying is faith is always before. Faith is not after. Some people, they, they declare faith after. After God does it. Well, after the God does it, it's not faith. Faith is before. Faith says before that the Red Sea parts. Faith says, God, you're going to part that Red Sea. You're going to deliver us. You're going to get us through. God, tomorrow you're going to help me pay that bill. I don't know how, but God, you're going to help me. God, you're going to get a hold of my husband or my daughter or my wife. God, I don't know how, but God, I believe today. Hallelujah. And I want to I wanna pray right now. If that's you, we want to pray one for another that God would fill people's hearts with faith. We don't have a lot of time, but we have enough time. If you need a promise or you need to do some attacking, I want you to slip out of your seat. Everyone else stand. Hallelujah. We're going we're gonna to start to just seek the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to start to seek his face. Slip out of your seat and come. People are going to stand and pray with you. If you need a promise... You need a word from God, and you're like, God, I need you to give me, deposit something new, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I want you to just keep your eyes closed for a moment, but I want to talk to you. These are the moments. These are the moments. These are the moments that you break through and you reach out to God. You got to learn how to open up your heart to God. This is where we go from culture, from things we've learned in our head, to deep communion and connection with God. It's moments like these that we cross the line. Hallelujah. We want to pray that, that people would cross that line of courage today. 
I want you to pray to the left and to the right. Pray for courage. Pray for faith that gets deeply rooted in, in your brother's heart or your sister's heart. We want to be people of faith. We want a different spirit, oh God. Come on, pray for a different spirit right now. We want to go with you, God. We want to follow you. We want to live for you. God, we pray for a different spirit today. Deliver us from cultural Christianity. We want to have communion. We want to have connection. We want to be consecrated to you and your will and your ways. We want to be sold out, oh God. So God, we pray for a different spirit. God, I pray that today would be such a special day in your presence, such a special day hearing from you. Let every heart overflow with faith. We thank you and we praise you for all that you're going to do and for all of the different ways that you're going to come through and bring about breakthrough for your people. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone said, we praise God.